Welcome back to the Share Teaching Podcast. You are listening to episode number 20. My name is Susan, and today I'm giving you another look inside my class where we are listening in on a real narrative writing lesson. I know writing can be pretty tricky for some teachers, and I think it's because there's so many different abilities within a classroom when it comes to writing. You have some students that are taking off, they're ready for learning how to do paragraphs. You have other students that are really struggling just to get sounds down on paper. Maybe you have another group of kids that are just sketching their work and telling their story in pictures. And you have some that maybe just need some sentence structure. So writing can be all over the place. So where do you really focus your time when you're giving a lesson? So what I like to do is think of what my goal is for the unit as a large, and then what the standard's asking me to do. And then I also kind of look at what my class needs, and what the majority of them needs is where I focus my time for my whole class lessons. And then if there's just a few students that need something additional, such as figuring out how to stretch out those words to make a proper sentence, then those are the students that I'm pulling aside and I'm doing a small group with them. So when we started our narrative writing unit, I started with a few weeks of personal narratives. I figured that was the best way to start because this is actually at the beginning of the school year. So we started with personal narratives because all students like to write about I, right? I went to the park with my friends. I went on the swings. It was fun. So it's a real easy transition from getting them to do the I statements to writing a personal narrative. And we really focus on how we tell that story. So once we did that for three to four weeks, we moved into fictional narrative. So I'm still calling it narrative, but now I've introduced fiction to it. And this one gets a little bit harder, and I did choose to teach it towards the beginning of the year rather than the end because I really wanted it to be a springboard to the possibility of what writing could become as they're learning and reading more and more books. So that's my philosophy of why I put it at the beginning. I know a lot of teachers like to have it at the end because fiction writing is a lot harder to master. So I just worked on what are the basics for fiction writing. We need to know about characters, how to build those characters that other people want to read about. We worked on how to do dialogue. So what are the characters saying? How do we introduce that into our writing? And then we worked on what are problems and solutions. So I had a variety of mentor texts for my personal narrative unit that I pulled and referenced again for my fiction narrative unit. And you're going to hear that in today's lesson. You're going to hear me reference back to those books, those mentor texts we had earlier to kind of pull from them what do we hear for those problems and how did the author come up with a solution to those problems. And then we're translating that into our own writing. So today's writing lesson is all about being able to have a problem for a story and then how do I make the events leading up to the solution. So we're planning for that before we start our writing. Okay, so let's go ahead and listen in. Today's goal is that we want to be able to write a problem and solution for our story. So again, we are working on fiction, fictional narratives. 
And that is a made-up story from the writer's imagination. That's you. And it's going to have a beginning, middle, and end. Sequenced events, right? So first something happens, then something else happens, just like in Aaron's hair. There's a character that has a problem that needs to be solved. So in Aaron's hair, the problem, right, was that he hates his hair, and the hair escapes and runs everywhere and makes a big mess. He needs to solve that problem. Characters can be real or imaginary. So it can be a story about, like you're writing about your friends, and it can seem like it could happen in real life. Or it could be completely made up, like when we wrote about dragons, and there's no school ever. And then there's often dialogue. So dialogue is people talking in the story. Okay, so there is always a problem in a fiction story. It's what makes the story exciting. So the problem is what's going wrong in the story that is a challenge or obstacle for the character to solve. So obstacle is something that needs to be overcome. It's a problem, right? So it can be something that needs to change, something that needs to be fixed, or something the character has to figure out. So if we look at some more details to problems, it's the big problem of the story, and it might take several events before it is resolved. And resolved means it's solved, right? It's figured out. So first, you want to introduce your problem in the beginning. So if we take the story of the three little pigs, the mother warns her sons, the three little pigs, that they are ready to go out on their own. And she tells them, beware of the big bad wolf. She says he's very clever. Watch out for him. And then um, in number two, the problem is caused in several the problem causes several challenges or obstacles for the character to overcome. So there's not just one thing that happens, but there's several things that happen. So in the little, the three little pigs, right, there's all these problems. There's a problem with the houses, how they built them. There's a problem with the pigs being lazy, right? They built their house really fast, and then they played all day. And then the wolf came by and huffed and puffed, and he blew the straw house down, and he blew, um, blew the um, wood house down. And the little pig that was working really hard on his brick house, the wolf came and tried to blow his house down and couldn't. So the problem of the wolf is occurring in many different events, right? It's not just, oh, the mother warns them, they build some houses, and then um, the end of the story, right? There's things that happen in the middle. Okay, last, a solution to the problem is found at the end of the story. So your problem is introduced in the beginning. There's several challenges that happen because of the problem. And then the solution is found at the end. So in this case, the brick house holds up and the little pig that built the brick house, eats the wolf in a lovely pot of stew when the wolf falls down his chimney, depending on the story version that you've heard. Okay, so those are our, our problem details. So the solution is how it's solved. How is that problem solved? 
How is it fixed? How is it resolved? All those mean the same thing. Sometimes it's with some magical help. Sometimes somebody has to solve some clues to figure it out. Sometimes it's through self-reflection, right? The little pig had to think to himself, hmm, how can I capture this wolf, right? He had to be smarter than the wolf. So sometimes it takes some thinking. So the solution changes the character in some way. The solution usually comes again at the end of the story. And the solution is a lesson that the author, which is you, wants the reader to learn. So in The Three Little Pigs, the lesson that you should learn from that is that hard work pays off. So our little brick building pig says, I worked hard and it was worth it. Right, because he took his time to build a strong, sturdy house. He didn't play like his brothers. Okay, so the lesson can change the character. And sometimes it can be a physical change, like Aaron's hair, right? His hair changes. It goes back on his head. It could be a change in how a character thinks, acts, or feels. So this little pig feels differently now because he conquered the big bad wolf, right? So his change is the feeling of being proud of himself for that hard work. Okay, so we're gonna try to plan a story together and I'm going to write a story about my dog can suddenly talk. Okay, so today your story that you're gonna write about is something that should not be able to talk can now talk. So if we remember, our fiction narratives can be a what would happen if story. So today we're writing a what would happen if something would talk that doesn't normally talk. In this case, I'm choosing a pet or an animal. So I'm finding out my dog can talk. So my story problem is that my dog can talk. And remember, I'm going to introduce my problem in the beginning of my story. So the first event is telling about my problem. So in Aaron's hair, we learned that Aaron hates his hair, and that's what caused the problem of the hair leaving his head. So what do you think is going to happen in my story? Let's Help me write it. If my dog can talk, what is going to lead up to being able to hear my dog talk? Do I say or do something that causes my dog to be able to talk? What do you think? Somebody want to unmute and let me know? If you have an idea? Nobody? I heard an un somebody unmuted. You feed your dog some bacon and then they can automatically talk. Okay. I came up with that idea because my dog really loves dog bacon. And that's exactly what a good writer does. They take ideas from their real life to help them figure out stories. Okay, so I feed my dog some bacon, and then all of a sudden my dog starts talking. So my event is that I feed him bacon. He starts to talk. What's going to happen now because my dog can talk, right? So in Aaron's hair, right, the hair went around the town 
landed on someone's behind, landed on a policeman's face, caused a traffic jam. What's going to happen because my dog can talk? What do you think? Is there a big problem it's going to cause? Anyone have any ideas? What if you walk to the store and then, and then your dog starts talking and, and then somebody's like, what's that? Okay, so someone hears him talk. Okay, any other ideas? Your dog helps you with homework. My dog helps me with what? My homework? Yeah, like work. Okay, so I have a very smart dog and he can help me with my work. Okay, so I'm going to have two events because I'm an overachiever. So helps me work and then someone hears him talk. Okay. So I have two events, and then at the end of my story, how am I solving that event? Does he talk forever, or do things go back to normal? What is my ending going to be like now? So think of this like your beginning, your middle, and your end. So something has to happen to solve this problem, right? So the problem is he's talking, okay? And maybe it causes all kinds of problems with everything that's happening because people can hear him. He's helping me do my work. Maybe I keep getting in trouble and I think, wow, you know, this wasn't as easy as I thought it should be. Okay, maybe I think to myself like in Aaron's hair, I wish he would go back to just being a dog, right? So maybe I... I'm sorry that I gave him the magic bacon. Maybe I give him different bacon that's not magical. Or maybe it just wears off, right? After so many days, the effects of eating the bacon are, are over. Okay, so any of those things could help me solve my problem. Okay, but my solution has to match my problem like we talked about yesterday, right? They go together. So whatever my problem is, my solution has to make sense to solve my problem. They're the lock and the key, right? We want to open the right lock. So they got to match. Okay, so my event maybe is I stop feeding bacon and he stops being able to talk. Okay, so now this is my planning page. I can take this and write my story. So I might say, one day I wanted my dog to be able to talk. I fed him some special bacon. After a couple of minutes, my dog began coughing and then he said, yum, I love bacon. My dog can talk, I was so surprised. I asked my dog to help me do my work. My dog did my work, but spilled the mop water all over the floor. Then he got muddy footprints all around the house. My mom was very upset with me. She made me take him for a walk. On the walk, he told me which trees to go to, and my neighbor heard him, right? Because this is a someone hears him talk. She looked at me in surprise and started calling the news. 
I ran home and I stopped feeding him the bacon. Reporters came to talk, but he couldn't talk. Now everything went back to normal and I no longer had a dog that could talk. Okay, so that's how I would kind of write that story based on what I wrote in my beginning, middle, and end events. So your job is to do the same thing today and you're going to write about something that can talk that has never talked before. So let's brainstorm some things. What is something that you kind of wish would talk but can't talk? Remember, it's anything from your imagination. Did I hear someone say your dad? Okay, we're thinking not people, but maybe objects or animals. Okay. Go ahead and tell me, nice and loud so I can hear. What is something that you want to talk that has never talked before? Okay, I hear a lot of background noise, so it's hard to hear what you're saying. I wish my computer would talk. Okay, so you're in here, you would say, my computer talks. That's your story problem. So you'd write, my computer talks. My coffee mug. Oh, my coffee mug. Okay, so you'd say, my coffee mug talks. My book talks. My table talks. My, my car talks. My, my chair talks. My chair talks. My glasses, my clothes, my teeth. Yep, anything you can think of. Your ceiling fan, your pen. Your stuffed animals. Your, ooh, your stuffed animals. Okay, so your problem is one of those things can now talk. So how are you introducing that problem? What is the thing that makes them talk? That's for the first event. What thing makes them be able to talk? The second event is what is the big problem that happens because they can now talk, right? There's some kind of chaos, some kind of issue. It can be funny. It could be dangerous, okay? Um, it's a fictional story, so we want to make it exciting for our reader. So what is the event that happens here um, that causes the big problem because your thing can talk? Okay, so your computer talks. What happens to make your computer talk? That's your first event. The second event is why does that cause a problem? What's the big problem that's caused because now your computer's talking? And then the last event is how do you solve the problem? Because you figured out it's a big headache. Oh my gosh, I don't want it to happen anymore. How do you solve that thing talking to stop talking? And once you have this filled out, this is your planning page, then you're going to get a piece of paper and you're going to write your story. Okay, and then again, you're going to save it because we want to keep all our fiction stories because we're going to pick the best one that we like the most to publish in just a few weeks. So it's a good idea to have a bunch of stories to choose from. Thank you for taking the time to join me inside my class in a narrative writing lesson. I hope you got a lot out of that and some takeaway ideas that you can implement in your own classroom. And I wanted to just kind of say that because it's taught 
online. It's a little bit different than if I was in a hybrid class or just an in-person class, because then I would really be doing a lot more explicit modeling of stretching out sounds and showing students how to actually put the words into the paper. But unfortunately, I'm under a super tight time constraint of only 30-minute lessons. So it's really hard to do all of that, give them that background knowledge, reference a mentor text, and try to build in that sounding out. So we do have an additional time in our day, which I call the teacher assistance time, where kids hop back in to a Google Meet with me, and we get a one-hour time that we can go over those kind of things. But in a traditional classroom, in a regular school year, I would absolutely be doing a lot more modeling, stretching out of sounds, showing them exactly how to handwrite in those planners. But in this point, I am just typing them in and I'm asking for student suggestions in this lesson. There are other lessons where I do take the time to write what the students have given me and I slow it down and I have them sound out with me and do the words. So I kind of do a mix of those kind of lessons. So I hope that helped and stay tuned for next Wednesday where there'll be a new episode. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast.